Good morning, everyone. We're happy to be here with you today. Father Anthony, how's your Friday? Oh, the Friday. Friday is always good. It's not the first Friday, but still a good Friday. I might say you oh. look great in that blue Catholic oh, well. charity shirt, too. Well, you know, I mean, it goes well and it just brings out my beard. <laughs> ah, absolutely. <laughs> As I'm sure everyone can see on this podcast. We're happy to so be here so- today. We're talking about mercy in action. Um, this is an effort by Father Anthony and myself, Gary Tester from Catholic Charities, to just enjoy conversations about good things that are going on around our diocese and at Catholic Charities related to mercy. Father, you always kind of start us off with a reflection. Where are we at today? Okay, so as we as we begin again, you know, we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And always our reflection begins with words from Scripture. So today we'll read a very familiar passage to you from the Gospel of Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me, naked, and you clothed me, ill, and you cared for me, in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. And just sharing with you some words from Pope St. Leo the Great. He said, Let works of mercy be our delight, and let us be filled with those foods which nourish us even to eternity. Let us rejoice in refreshing the poor, whom our gifts have made content. Let us be happy in clothing those whose nakedness we have covered with the needed garments. Let our human kindness touch the sick in their confinement, the feeble in their weakness, exiles in their suffering, orphans in their destitution, and widows in the sorrow of their loneliness. And so when we think of these words, we could say here, let the works of mercy begin. Absolutely. And it seems so timely this week, Father Anthony, because part of what we want to focus on is those things that go on every day, um, addressing the needs that people have across the diocese and how these beautiful works of mercy um, are occurring uh, day in and day out with very little fanfare. And yet we're reminded this week because of the devastating effects of Hurricane Michael that there are also very pronounced times when we all realize and appreciate how important mercy is. You know, it's very interesting that last week at Catholic Charities, when I was speaking with the staff there, I said that Catholic Charities, it's all about mercy. Because as the Holy Father said to us, anything and everything done in the name of Jesus 
is a work of mercy. Amen. And therefore, mercy is going on all the time, even when we don't recognize it. You know, it's interesting. Um, Catholic Charities of Florida uh, consists of the seven Catholic Charities across the state. And we have a mutual aid agreement that in times of crisis, we can come to the assistance of each other to the best of our capabilities. And certainly our brothers and sisters up in the Diocese of Pensacola and Tallahassee um, have received a devastating storm this week. And the needs are huge. I'm just looking at some statistics um, that indicate that currently we have 44 shelters open and over 20,000 people are currently sheltered in the Panhandle and in the Big Bend area. Um, and one of the things that we've been doing just in terms of keeping people apprised is, of course, on our website, we ask for prayers. Uh, but more importantly, we're now beginning to mobilize volunteers who can do a variety of different things, both here in the Orlando area and if they desire to travel, who can be of assistance up in the panhandle. But again, it's all about that call to mercy that Christ mm. gives us. Yes, because we, we have to be there to, to clothe these persons with mercy. And they, the clothing we're talking about is not physical clothing, but, but the ways because when we give people food to eat, you know, that's, that's mercy, you know, and that's actually clothing them, you know, providing them with what they need in order to, to maintain that dignity of human life. Well, it's amazing how important it becomes because we can see the devastation of the buildings and the homes, and it gives us some sense of how difficult life must be right now for many, many people. And yet I think one of the things that we may not realize, and, and you um, actually commented on it in your quotations from Pope St. Leo the Great, how important it is to not only minister to the physical needs of people, but being mindful of the fact that their spirits are frail and feeble right now. Um, it's, it's very difficult to, to look at the world around you that has just been devastated and, and to be able to say, thanks be to God, glory, to be, glory be to God forever. And that's, again, I think an opportunity where ministers of mercy can be most of assistance. Because, you know, well, one of the interesting things with, with this hurricane, well, and I think it happens all the time we have a disaster, is that we watch it on the news, and what is it that people want? They want to get in contact with members of their family. Absolutely. So it's always, so it's that human contact, whatever form it takes, you know, it may be a phone call or, or whatever it is, but just to be there, that's what people need. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I watch in amazement, I think of it, um, we have so many people who are praying in different ways for different aspects of this um, um, disaster that has occurred. We, we have people praying for those who have been killed. We have people praying for those who have lost their homes. Um I think sometimes we forget the power of when we think of works of mercy, um, the spiritual works of mercy, that the, the power we mm -hmm. bring to the assistance mm -hmm. of others just through prayer. Mm -hmm. And so we figure, well, I, I can't get up there, so I can't be of any help. And no, you can yeah. help sitting yeah. right at your table. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, because it, it's not just corporal works of mercy. You know, they're the spiritual works of mercy as well. And, and the two go hand in hand. You know, and I think... Um, I think it's important that we remember um, how important it is to pray not only for the victims, but to pray for those who have given up their families and their time, and in some cases their current jobs, to travel north to be of the greatest assistance mm -hmm. possible. And they, quite frankly, put themselves in harm's way to help those who have been impacted mm -hmm. by the storm. So 
I think it's important that we encourage mm-hmm. everyone, yes. whatever whatever it is you do in yes. any other respect, take time today mm-hmm. to pray yes. and pray across the board for everyone who's up there yes. um, and, and pray for God's mercy to flow upon them in beautiful ways. Yes, we, we encourage them and we, we pray for them and and we hope that God will give us the grace that, that we'll respond in a way that is needed. Amen. You know? Amen. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the, the purpose of our conversations is to really talk about how we see mercy in action across the diocese. And we've been privileged a couple of times to talk about the various things that we do at Catholic Charities. And today, Father Anthony, at long last, we, uh, we have a chance to talk with some folks who are mercy in action around our diocese. Finalmente, yes. as my friend would say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So today what we want to do is we want to talk about um, some friends who are uh, up in the Northern Deanery, uh, Southern Marion County. Uh, They are at St. Teresa's in Bellevue, uh, and they have been involved as a parish for many, many years in a variety of ministries that are designed to reach out to people in need. I had the privilege of being up there uh, this week on Wednesday, uh, meeting with the new pastor, Father Tom Connery. Um, and uh, with a couple of staff members. Um, Jack Nettis is the person who kind of spearheads the social outreach ministries, but Jack will be the first to tell you he's got a great team around him. Um, They've got a brand new building up there, uh, and it's a pavilion that takes care of individuals um, who are coming for hot meals uh, five days a week Mm. right now, Um, and then they have a food pantry five days a week. They have emergency financial services five days a week, and they're trying to set a vision for what they want to do to take it even bigger. Um, and it's it's a beautiful ministry to take a look at. Actually, St. Teresa's was the first place that I did a parish mission when I moved to, to the Diocese of Orlando. Was it really? So that's five years ago or so or more. Well, mm. we'd like to welcome to the show this morning Jack Nettis and Marianne Grecar, who are from St. Teresa's Catholic Church in Bellevue, which is in the Northern Deanery in Southern Marion County to talk with us about the acts of mercy they are involved in. Jack and Mary Ann, good morning. Good morning, Gary and Father Anthony, and thank you for this opportunity to share with others what we do here at St. Teresa's. Good morning, and thank you for having us and letting us share the goals and the outpouring of support we have to our community. Thank you. So what we'd like to learn about is the types of ministries that St. Teresa's is involved in, what we'd really like to talk about is is how you see the impact on not only the people you serve, but on the people who come to volunteer to do the service. Because we want that that mercy effect, we want it to be a ripple effect in both directions. Teresa's has had a social service ministry function for over 35 years now. It began really as a soup kitchen and has expanded as the years have gone by. They fund about 60% of it, plus or minus, depending upon the year, through a thrift shop operation that we have. And the thrift shop is available six days a week for people to drop stuff off and then also to uh, buy from us. The soup kitchen, and Marianne is going to give you some very specifics on uh, the amount of people that we serve uh, out of the soup kitchen and the food pantry. And then I'll talk about the benevolent portion of it, uh, which is really a catch-all for people in need. But the, uh, the overall operation, about 35 years old, with 
the soup kitchen being the foundation and the starting point of it. And Marianne, you want to uh, talk about some of the specifics of that? Absolutely, and thank you for having us. For the first nine months of 2018, our current volunteer count are 53 volunteers in our soup kitchen, 33 for the food pantry, and seven daily pickup drivers. We are also very blessed to have an additional 10 event volunteers who monthly unload our USDA and Second Harvest deliveries. This, in all, totals 103 volunteers. Some volunteers serve winter months only, and some are also active in other ministries at our St. Teresa's Parish. For the first nine months of 2018, our soup kitchen and food pantry touched the lives of 51,879 family members. Marianne? Yes? Let me ask you a question. How do you guys track the number of people that come to the for the for the soup kitchen and the pantry? I mean, 51,000 people in nine months is incredible. Yes, we do. We have a daily sheet. We count the trays that we start with for the soup kitchen, and we count them on a daily basis. In the food pantry, the clients have to fill out an application, and we count the application, and then we add the family members up, and together we take the totals of those clients. If I might inject, we keep track of the food pantry side as part of our overall um, uh, internet-based charity tracker system that's used here in the county, also known uh, nationally as HMIS right. system, the trend uh, charity given out to individuals. Sure. So that's how we track it on her side. So here's another question. Realistically speaking, that's a lot of work. You're tracking 103 volunteers and 51,000 people served. Why do you go through all that? Yeah, I, 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 and I, I mean that seriously. I, it's, it's a major operation. What's the purpose of it? The pastor at the time had a vision, and he expressed that vision, and the people recognized the need, and they stood up for it. As time progressed from 35 years ago, both the nature of the surrounding communities has changed. Our demographics have changed. And we have a lot of retirees in the area. And Gary, this gets back to the very early question that you had about the value of what we do in providing a service to our clients, but also the value to those who are volunteering. You heard about one-third of the volunteers that we have, uh, the Marianne Express, but we have a large number of volunteers at our thrift shop. I have volunteers who work for me every day. So we have roughly 100 people who work with us over the week as volunteers in various capacities. As the demographics have shifted and we have gotten these large numbers of retirees, they, like myself, like Marianne, although we're staff, um, we, we want to give back to individuals. We want to give thanks back. And that is the sincerest um, uh, reason why uh, everything has grown so well and we're able to maintain the staff that we have. What drives you? What, what drives the parish to, to keep on doing this? The need is very definite in this community. Uh, we're at the southern end of Marion County. Up in Ocala, which is about 18 miles from here, they have a lot of different service organizations up there. But although the changing demographic has led to the retirement communities, 
there are still a lot of people in need. And we have seen a growing number of people in need down here. And so both ourselves and the administration in the parish, the volunteers, they all want to give to those who are in need. And as Marianne expressed, we're seeing that increased need. The county is recognized more and more that we are a focal point. Recently, as you probably are aware of, we opened up a brand new uh, social services building that includes our soup kitchen, food pantry, and our benevolence office, social service office. So you know, the need is there, and we help fill that need. Jack, I think that um, it's clear when, when, when I visit, uh, when I had the privilege of coming up this week, it's clear that um, St. Teresa's is a hub of, of ministry and service for individuals who reside in the region. Uh, Marianne, how long have you been doing what you do? Eleven and a half years. Well, it's going to be 12 years next May 7th. Okay. So, obviously, the reason you choose to go through the many administrative headaches that you have in terms of managing the volunteers, handling all the food, etc., is, I suspect, in large part because of the fulfillment that you feel and receive in knowing the, the, the smiles on the faces of the folks who come for the hot meals. I'll tell you what. You can be having a very, very bad day, struggling, trying to help clients, and trying to make ends meet. And then you get a client who will surprise you, pay you a visit, and say, Marianne, do you remember me from three years ago when you helped me? And give you a hug, and thank you, and thank you, and thank you. And that will change your whole outlook, not only for that day, for, but for many days to come. And to see how they have progressed. I had such a client do that just two weeks ago. When I helped him, he was just received full custody of his two sons. He was really down and out, and we were able to help him with utilities, clothes, food, everything he needed to get back on his feet. He is now back on his feet, but he didn't forget who helped him, and he made my day. I have to share that. That's beautiful. And Father Anthony and, and Marianne just touched on it a little bit. We're so much more than just the soup kitchen and food pantry, although that is really the hub of our social service yeah. program. But we provide many other um, opportunities and extend ourselves out to the, the needy here through uh, assisting them with their financial needs, whether that be utility bills, car repair, uh a night's lodging. Every week, have numerous people show up at our doorstep who have absolutely no place to go, and, and we try our best to find a way to try and serve them. We've been participating in federal grants in recent years, and we've been fortunate that again the county has recognized that we're serving such a need, and they've been increasing those grants. Now, I might also add when we look at the volunteers. And this is something I just get so excited about. When we look at the volunteers, they're not just from our church. They're from surrounding Catholic churches. They're from surrounding other Christian uh, churches. They're from surrounding clubs. They're from surrounding even synagogues. Uh, when the bishop uh, blessed our facility here a couple of weeks ago, we met with some people from a local synagogue who had made a donation to us, and they came for the whole service. 
the church service and the blessing because they all recognize us as a hub for this uh, type of activity. And everybody wants to give back. We don't just help the clients. We have had, I have had, people call me and say, a friend of theirs lost their spouse, and they just, they're in such a bad emotional way. I call them and tell them, hey, listen, I really need your help in this kitchen. Can you come on board and be part of our ministry family to the poor? This has changed their lives so dramatically because they find a family in the teams that they work on. They go out to dinner. They share different events together. So it's not just that we're helping the poor. We're helping the poor of spirit, the poor of, of wealth, the poor of many avenues and the benefits. And the rewards we get from it are priceless. And 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 that's a very good thing because you see, one of the things that we recognize is that we not only give things, but we're giving of ourselves. Because in in as much as we're ministering to all of these needs, we're ministering to Jesus, and they should also the ones who come should see Jesus as ministering to them. So it's it's an encounter that is taking place and. And the encounter is truly an act of mercy. So yeah. th thank, thank you for that, for that ministry. We only hope to have, make sure that we have that spread in many places. You know, um, Jack and, and Marianne, if someone listens to the podcast and wants to know how they can get involved uh, with St. Teresa's and the incredible uh, works of mercy that the parish is responsible for, what would be the best way to contact you guys? They can call direct. They can either call the parish directly at 352-245-2458, or they can call the social service offices directly, 352-245-1359, or they can reach me by email. And my email is socialservices at m, as in Mary, y, as in you, f, as in Saint, T as in Teresa, C as in Catholic, and C as in Catholic, that word. Great. Social services at myftcc.org. That is great to hear. Um, and I know, Jack, um, uh, we're going to wrap up here, but I know one of the things that um, we talked about the other day is you guys are actually now setting your sights on perhaps being able to expand those ministries um, to, to more than five days a week. So I'm guessing that the idea, you're, you're mindful of the needs that just continue to arise in the area, and I think that that need for volunteers is going to continue to increase. So we'll, we'll be praying for you and for Mary Ann and for Father Tom and the team uh, that God will continue to abundantly bless your ministries. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, Father Tom uh, set a goal for us, 365, which means to operate the lunch meal every single day of the year. And the people have stood up so well to that. Already we have 65 volunteers for that new mission. That is Good. great to hear. Well, Father Anthony, would you wrap us up with a, a re brief reflection and a prayer? Okay. So I, I just want to finish then with St. Leo the Great, with whom I start. And so he says, In aiding the poor, there's no one who can fail to receive some portion of this kindness. No wealth is small if love is great. 
nor is the measure of mercy or devotion dependent on property. The riches of goodwill are rightly never lacking, even with property, which is significant. So the fruit of their work is no different where there's the same goodwill in the workers. Amen. God bless you. And may Almighty God bless us all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jack Amen. and Marianne, thank you for joining us and uh, best wishes and prayers as you continue that beautiful ministry. Well, thank you. We feel blessed in being able to do what we're doing. Thank you so much. You're Good. welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.